One that was a favorite of mine. It was podcast from Pop Up Archive. <laughs> Texas and crochets and brides and you know they watch people being born and I mean there's all this kind of reference to what is female experience and they've never seen it before. That's the world-renowned artist Judy Chicago on KPFK in LA. It's 1972. The second wave of feminism is cresting and she's just brought up Woman House, an environmental art project created by her students in the new feminist art program at CalArts. The installations and performances of Woman House were constructed in a deserted Victorian mansion just off campus in Hollywood. And each of the 17 rooms were transformed. Waiting for someone to come in. Waiting for someone to hold me. Waiting for someone to feed me. Waiting for someone to change my diaper. The sickly pink kitchen walls were covered in rubber breasts. The linen closet held a dismembered mannequin. There were rooms lit and crocheted to look like wombs, skeletons of dead animals, dollhouses. Chicago's menstruation bathroom featured a trash can overflowing with bloody tampons and pads. And there were performances, too. One featured two characters wearing large genitalia conversing as she and he. Will you help me do the dishes? Help you do the dishes? Well, they're your dishes as much as mine. But you don't have a cup. Anyway, like I said, I found this recording of Judy Chicago, and she's talking about women's lib with Anna East Nin, who was by then long known for publishing her intimate diaries. And while Chicago does describe Nin as my friend and aesthetic mother, they're also working through some serious political disagreements about feminism. I found that when I went to the various colleges to open up the women's studies, they were forming other rules, regulations, and dogmas and boxing in, trying to box in women. That's Nin. And this is sort of the crux of Chicago and Nin's disagreement. Chicago seems to wish that the women's movement have a more unified front, and Nin is arguing for pluralism, and mostly that feminists stop criticizing other feminists. That we needed to be liberated to think individually and to find every woman's problems are different and they cannot be solved entirely by one formula. You, you have worked with women artists and, and succeeded in doing an extraordinary thing in developing the 15 individual visions of women. The 15 individual visions that she speaks of here are the students involved with Woman House. And this all came about because the university didn't give Chicago enough studio space for the feminist art program. So this was essentially their response to that lack. And the fact that they got to organize installations around the theme of women and houses was all the better. Plus, they got to do things like experiment with separatism. Uh, the first night we performed, we performed for women only, and that was wonderful. I mean, it was really wonderful. And I realized that, that women have such an incredible need right now to see our whole experience reflected and revealed in imagery that there's just incredible responsiveness and so we were just all turned on people women cheered and screamed and cried it was just wonderful and then the next time we performed we performed to a mixed audience and uh, it wasn't like that 
it was not like that at all. I mean, the whole level of response was much more contained. There was tittering, there was laughing, but there was none of that kind of genuine kind of outpouring of feeling that, that I've gotten used to in the female community. Woman House was at the fore of feminist performance art. There really wasn't much context for it yet. Just by looking at an excerpt of William Wilson's LA Times Review gives a taste of the culture they were up against. An art environment project called Woman House is as cheerful and disarming as a pack of laughing schoolgirls under a porcelain sky. Woman House is pervaded with the spirit of comfort and magic that women bring to living, their endless inventiveness, bottomless energy, and gentle, persuasive humor. We are made to understand that women, simply in their being, are creative. Their houses, meals, and children represent art out of masculine reach. Wilson, who reads as totally sincere here, is basically confirming everything that Woman House is trying to explode. What's interesting to me about Chicago and Nin's conversation that night is that while they certainly had some disagreements, they took a full hour to talk them out. And just like the tumble of different visions in Woman House, they never neatly resolved their perspectives. And it's okay. In fact, their rivalry is kind of inspiring. We have been able to dialogue all through from the very beginning, you know, from, from different points of views, from different avenues, through different mediums, with an ultimate respect for the way each one was working. And this is what I, I think is very important for us to do, not to, uh, not to immediately demand that they come in as full-fledged dogmatic feminists, you see? Well, the question is, is whether you have to be dogmatic to be a feminist. <laughs> With that, maybe we should close the program. We always end up laughing. I don't know why that is. We always do. (laughs) Woman House was up for only a month before the mansion was bulldozed. That was the plan. And the feminist art program dissolved just a few years later. That was not the plan. But Chicago and Nin's conversation about it reminds me of that moment when feminism was entering the mainstream such that two high-profile figures could be at odds, and together they model a sort of beautiful uncertainty in their discussion, a real willingness to play. But there was one thing that they both knew for sure. Woman House was not as cheerful and disarming as a pack of laughing schoolgirls, but maybe it was as frightening as one. You're listening to Popcast. This episode was produced by Adrian Shirk. The archival radio used in this episode comes courtesy of the Pacifica Radio Archives. Visit them at pacificaradioarchives.org or give them a call at 1-800-735-0230. You can also check out their own archival radio show, From the Vault, at fromthevaultradio.org. Find this podcast with thousands of archival recordings at popuparchive.com slash explore. Special thanks to Greg Finneganov and the Free Music Archive.